Namaste India. My name is Preeti Chaudhary and I am here today to inaugurate my new series called Fierce Flight. And who better than my dear friend Rohan Devharkar from India to start this series. Now that both of us are here again, Namaste and welcome India. This is your host and facilitator Preeti Chaudhary with my guest and dear friend Rohan from Omidyar Network India and we are here to talk about career spotlight with you all today. Couple of quick reminders for the audience today. This is a conversation and a dialogue which means both of us welcome your questions and comments into the chat section of this live interaction. Rohan will be taking up your live questions towards the end of this program but before that let us get to know him a little bit better. Let us get to know his career journey and let us get to know his career spotlights in his life. So once again, thank you, Rohan. Welcome. Absolutely appreciate you investing your time with the audience and talking to me here today on such an important topic, which is a career spotlight. Just to get set things in context, Rohan, could you please self introduce yourself? and also take us down through your background journey, please, in terms of who is Rohan Webharkar, where is he from, and all the rest of it. Over to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Priti, and excited to be the first ever, um, I mean, one might say giddy pig or, or uh, first ever guest uh, on Career Spotlight. So uh, thank you for, for uh, giving me that honor. And uh, again, like, you know, like we were just talking a little while before we came on the show, my, um, it's a little hard to just talk about yourself in the first person um, or in the third person rather. And But, you know, just trying to make a shot at it, like if I was to just sort of talk about the, the journey that I've had, I've, I've been working for about 20 odd years. I've been um, over, over that period of time, I've been a journalist, I've been um, in marketing, I've been in communications, I've been an entrepreneur, I've run someone else's company for, run a company for an entrepreneur, I've worked in sports, I've worked in media, I've worked in um, in health and wellness, I've worked in uh, commodities and steel, uh, and uh, now, I, now I work in the world of uh, impact investing and, and, and social impact and, 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 uh, and investments and, and, and grants. Uh, and it's, it's a very you know, I, I, I wish there was a more cohesive way to say that, but I also I'm very glad and I'm very proud in some sense of the experiences that I've had and, and, and the opportunities that, that you know, I've, I've been given. Uh, so I'm not sure what, how much, um, how, you know, how, how much more detail you want me to go into, but kind of that's how I, especially from a career stand, stand, standpoint. But I think a large part of what also defines me is, is, my, uh, is, is my role as a father. Of, of two amazing girls who I learn from every day, more so sometimes than, than what I learn what I learn at, at work. Um, and uh, you know and, and also I'm an avid like my entire being is defined by sports, uh, whether I'm playing cricket, which which I continue to do um, at this uh, to this day, or I'm uh, you know watching football, which I'm horrible at playing, but I, I love football and uh, you know supporting the teams that I, I, I do um, and uh, you know, just in general, reveling in, in, in the energy that sports brings to my life. Cool. Thank you so much. And I think that is good for a starter. Very quick couple of sort of 
similarities right there. Um, I have been playing football myself all my school and college life and uh, in the boys team. So there used to be two girls um, in the boys team and that would be one would be me and then there was another American friend. And then um, when it comes to sport, I've been to maybe, I don't know, 12 Formula Ones around Shanghai, wow. Singapore and uh, rest of the circuit. Just follow that really avidly. So um, that's for another day though. But thank you for yes. that, Rohan, for setting the context. But the next question that pops into my mind is those formative years, you know, when it comes especially to career building and all the rest of it. I think the foundations are laid, especially in the kind of a family that you come from, the value system that your parents pass on to you. And then the most important thing is the schooling. So tell us a little bit more on all of these three, two or, uh, two or three features that sort of shape us into the little uh, boys and girls that we sort of start with to begin with. Over to you. Thank you. Yeah, so great question. And, and, and you know, like I, I often talk about um, my childhood is, you know, there, there's a saying, um, and it's an African saying, which of course has been adapted by, by various cultures. And it says that it takes a village to, to, to um, you know, to raise a child. Right. And I am that example. I'm example of that of that child. Right. Because my it, growing up, it was it was, of course, my parents, you know, my parents um, uh, that played a key role in it. But I also think that I was so lucky to have been to to have um, grown up in a family that was just beyond my uh, immediate family. Right. So I had cousins and I'm very close to, to this day. Right. And people often often make fun of me saying, oh, you have such a large family. It was like, which is true, because. You know, we we are all so close, and we we grew up, and you know, these are and and Indians will understand this. We have second cousins and third cousins, and we're all just really really close. We're we're in touch. You know, we speak regularly, we meet regularly when we when, you know when when that was an option, um, and it's it's always been um, this whole thing of you know growing up together, but at the same time taking your own individual decisions. That is supported then by the group, right? There are a lot of families I know that. Uh, you know, especially joint families where people grow grow up together, and your families are taken uh, decisions are taken jointly, which is not the case necessarily with us. Right? In our case, the decisions were sort of supported jointly in in some sense, and and by and I think that was very important because you know when it came to taking decisions like being a journalist, no one in my family had ever been a journalist except for one of our cousins, right? Um, and except for him, and he was actually the trailblazer, as I, as you know, as, as I will acknowledge, but. Um, Apart from him, no one else had even thought of journalism, right? So when I decided to go overseas to, to do my master's in broadcast journalism, like people could have just turned around and said, "No, no, don't do this. Do an MBA. Do something more, you know, do, do something more traditional or mainstream." But everyone was like, "Okay, you know what you're doing, and you know we'll we'll sort you out. And if things go wrong, we're here to sort of, you know, hold back." And not just my parents. My parents were amazing in in that thing. But I think that that rest of that village as well, sort of really, you know gave me the confidence to just go ahead and explore explore myself and that i think that the importance of that cannot be understated so a lot of times i'm like you know a lot of people will ask me so who was your mentor growing up or who was your sort of idol i don't have one because they were all of these people you know and you had so much to absorb from every one of them absolutely and you're right and um i think the learning journey calls for people to become sponges so we can soak anything and everything around us because there's so many learnings that can be imbibed from daily life situations from our peers, elders, relatives, friends, and all the rest of it. Thank you for sharing those amazing tidbits, um, Rohan. 
I think the next up, um, the most logical thing from here is 18-year-old school pass out college, and then the big C, not the cancer C, but obviously the career C. You know, so and then in between, um, following the trailblazer cousin journalism already, and you were inclined into media studies and people and all the rest of it. How did you choose your career, or did your career choose you? Very important question. And how did all of that come about? Over to you. Thank you. Right. So, so thanks, Bini. And 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 you know, it, it's one of those odd odd ones, right? Like, I, I, if you go back to what I was doing at eighteen, nineteen, I had, I'd actually done some pretty fun things at eighteen. I, I, you know, I won't say interesting or because. You know, at least for me, they were fun at, the, at that point in time. So, by about nineteen, I'd been lucky to have played cricket uh, to a fair degree of um, you know seriousness. I had uh, done theatre to some fair degree of seriousness. I had uh, I, I had been involved in starting up a dot com. This is you know you're talking about ninety eight, ninety nine. I'd done that. I was very seriously involved in my student politics uh, or, or student sort of administration and activity at, on, on campus. And I was also um, writing for a newspaper, Free Press Journal, which some of the old timers might, might know, right? Um, so, so I'm writing for the Free Press Journal, I'm playing cricket, and I'm doing theater. One of the three were potentially sort of career paths ahead, right? Apart from, of course, becoming a lawyer, doctor, engineer, which I'm definitely not smart enough for. So, you know, so automatically for me, um, as those three choices presented themselves, I had a, I had a sporting injury, so I, so cricket was ruled out. And then it came down to a choice between: Do I make very little money as work someone who works in theater, or make slightly more money but still little money working in journalism, right? And then sort of I was like, okay, let me write journalism. I started writing. I got you know much more deeply involved, got a real flavor for it, got a real taste for it. Um, and that's when I decided I was like, okay, this is now something that I can really sink my teeth into. But that time I was writing in print, right? I was I was working in 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 free press journal, like I said. Which was really sort of print-based, uh, and I wanted to do something. I wanted to level up, as one might say in these days, right? So, so then I decided to do a master's in broadcast journalism. That's when I went overseas. I went to the U.S. Uh, to study at a university called Syracuse. Syracuse University is in upstate New York, so it's it's in New York, but but far from the cool New York City. Uh, it's about four hours further north, and in Syracuse, it was it was really. It was a really life-changing experience in a lot of ways because it it showed me that that you know there were others like me, right? And that that I again it goes back to my whole thing of you know being always being lucky to have been surrounded by like-minded or, or, or you know or having that support, right? So um, and and what I learned there again was that you know there's 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 just a lot of power in perseverance. Right, because I was the only like I was the only Indian student in my class. Right, and I was the only I, I was one of two foreign students, right, in my class. And um, and I mean it was relatively a small class. It was about thirty-five people, but you know nobody spoke the way I did. Right, yet I would go and anchor. I would go and report. I would go and you know be out there. And and what it what what it told me was if you just sort of power through and just persevere, and ensure that you just continue on on the journey. Right. Um, Ultimately, like the, it, that pays off, right? That perseverance pays off, and and so eventually, when I graduated, I landed up working in Washington D.C. for a couple of years, and that was a lot. You know, again, over there, while I was reporting uh, and I was working with with an organization called VOA, Voice of America, which is the equivalent of the BBC uh, in in American uh, con in, in an American context, 
um, and I was and I was you know contributing to uh, Ashtak, which is uh, the Hindi news channel here in India at the time. And I landed up covering you know the the Kerry campaign. I landed up covering the John Kerry, who was a presidential cam- uh, candidate at the time. Right. I landed up covering a whole bunch of other things that were a lot of like very very educational and really sort of foundational as a journalist. Um, and all of that was possible because you know I was able to sort of just power through a lot of that that you know my master's program learn from it and and really develop and and i have to also give a lot of credit to my professors who were just like you know yes you're different but you're not so different right uh you know we've we've seen this we've done that and you can do this too uh so just just sort of keep keep on believing and and you know i was able to then uh move on and then then i i i sort of so so to answer your question i know it's a very long winded way of answering the question you asked people but um it was essentially a choice that kind of was you know was made in, in in its own sense but then i feel like every like you you automatically like i could have gone into theater if i really wanted to right but i think my heart was really in journalism my heart was really in expressing myself in other ways um and you don't realize that when you're younger but in retrospect i i definitely think you know i i made i made the right choice because a lot of who i am even in my daily work today right the skills and the and and we call them soft skills but they're not really soft right because they're actually the skills that are more important in some sense but the soft skills and the you know and the the ability to be able to read small signals etc a lot of that comes from journalism absolutely and you're right and one of the most important skills i think the art of making conversations getting people to open up to talk their heart out to you i think it will only come if we put ourselves out there are compassionate and empathetic with the people that we're trying to talk to or strike a conversation with so you're absolutely spot on there rohan thank you very much for sharing that now then i think you know studies over uh, masters done back in india for the next uh, little bit of a segment please take me through your career journey in terms of um what job you started with and how it all sort of pivots meanders linear lateral whatever it is please take us yeah. through that because i think it's extremely important for today's gen z and millennials before that to actually hear all of this because there is so much um learning and lessons i mean i know for a fact but i think i i guess the audience must hear it out from you as well so over to you please take us through that journey a little bit thank you so the amazing thing priti is when i talk to a lot of the um and and I don't do not mean this pejoratively when I when I talk to a lot the kids these days right it's amazing to see their clarity of thought right they already know at 22 or 23 what they want to do for the rest of their lives or or at least for the next foreseeable future right and it's amazing that that sort of clarity and I, but I never had that like I was I was always sort of you know we'll see I mean we'll see what tomorrow brings in in some sense right like um and I think because of that attitude uh, and and that's also comes a lot from the people I grew up with right like people who I I grew up with were you know they they always rolled with the punches right because um that, that's kind of how how um I've also been brought up and and I think because of that so when I came back to India um I start, I worked with NDTV as a sports journalist right um and I started covering cricket I uh, covered tennis football formula 1 um, you know throw that in there as well and 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 sort of worked across uh you know various sports and there was one time when you know I I would even go and follow the the, the Indian rugby team uh, right and, and and sort of work across the spectrum um 
and again, I, I think that the, the beauty of being able to do that is that you just learn. For me, it was it was like a sports fan getting paid to just follow these guys across around the world and learn about a sport, right? I mean, imagine, you know, someone who grew up playing cricket, um, I've played cricket practically all my life with a small gap um, in between. But, you know, imagine like getting paid to go and watch cricket in in England, in Pakistan, in, you know, in, in Sri Lanka, in different parts of the world, Zimbabwe, right? South Africa. So the so point is that to be able to do that, uh, I was just incredibly privileged. And I always, you know, never forgot that, right? I went and covered Formula One in, in, in Europe and uh, all of those things. And, and, and for me, the, the best part of that was the opportunity just to be like you were saying, be a sponge. Right, you, you're you're on the sidelines, and and I think the the the, the evolution um, that that I underwent at that point was that look, I don't know, I, I don't know stuff. I might have a master's degree, and you know, yes, that 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 might look fancy, but at the end of the day, I I have to start from scratch every time I'm out there doing a story, right? Because when I when you go out to report on a story, you have some assumption of the facts, but the facts actually, you know, you have to you have to collect them and report them back as genuinely and as as uh you know unfiltered as possible right um and so so that that experience sort of just changed my perspective on on so many things and then from there i you know went on to set up a sports talk radio station in singapore uh for an organization which is now defunct called world space it was it was a you know again a lot of fun just re i realized then that i love building stuff um and uh, you know, building stuff from the ground up because we created programming, and, and you know, we had a wonderful team there. And um, then I came back to India, uh, went, came back to NDTV, uh, worked on uh, you know, worked on sports again. Uh, at which point, I had an opportunity to work with an organization called Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull was setting up its own sort of marketing and communications and and uh, you know, unit, and uh, and it gave me wings in in a, in a very real sense. Uh, in that you know, it, it allowed me to. Again, come into my own, right? Because from a from a journalist, I was trusted, and, and you know, a lot of credit to my boss and Vikas Saxena to sort of allow me to come into a new role, right? And allow me to grow and sort of really express myself. And and you know, some of the things that we've done, taking a Formula One car to the world's highest motorable road and doing a documentary about it, and then putting it up on Discovery, right? Or working with a bunch of three of us, uh, three me and, and and you know, a couple of other colleagues in a in a small conference room, came up with this idea. Of having a cricket tournament for people who thought they had had their last chance at cricket and being selected at the national side, right? And we came up with this, conceptualized this idea, which we then sold to to Red Bull globally, and which is still going on in a in, in, a, in a you know in a concept called Red Bull Campus Cricket. And KL Rahul, uh, you know, the Indian uh, opener, Aidan Makram, who is now the South African captain, uh, Kasigo Rabada, like all of these guys, like a South African cricket, all of these guys are products of or, or at some point have, have you know have, have had a big role to play uh, in or, or have have been a pro outcome definitely of, of, of Red Bull campus cricket right so there's so so to be able to sort of create those sort of IPs it was just immensely satisfying right and um, and just as I was sort of trying to figure out what the what the next step is um, I, I had an opportunity then at Twitter right which was at that point Arab Spring had just happened things were just sort of exploding and um, at Twitter again, you know, being uh, went in with this idea of trying to build stuff, right? Focusing on communications, consumer marketing, um, and again wanting to build stuff. We created, 
we, we we created like wasn't just me but like the entire team we were able to create something called uh twitter samvad right which is how do you get people who don't have because this is 2014 15 how do you get people who don't have data on their phones right to yet be able to connect with all because twitter that time was onboarding a lot of important people constantly so how do you for example you know hear from a prime minister uh, or a chief minister of a state right even though you do not have a, a feature phone or or a smartphone um and that then that was basically you could tweet out you could you could follow somebody by by dialing a number and you know their their text messages would arrive on your phone as an uh, or rather their their tweets would arrive on your phone as a text message right so being able to again that, what that what that taught me was it's so important and to keep the consumer at the center of everything right um and 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 ultimately you know you we use consumer in anything but at the end of the day it's consumers are actually people right with motivations and with you know with with real sort of emotions and feeling um from after twitter i i got chance to work at um, or or actually took a big a bit of a leap of faith where uh, the international premier tennis league uh, which was a, a league that had been started by mahesh bhupati had a had an opportunity to or, or, or had the singapore team that that you know that was sold to a new new owner um again those guys took a chance you know brought me on board they were like You, would you like to run this team landed up running a team that had carlos moya in it uh, you know belinda benchich who just won the olympic gold medal for women singles um had uh, nick kirios uh had uh, marcelo uh, you know i mean the, the whole whole bunch of folks right um and uh, stan wawrinka came and played for us in singapore at, during the finals as well and so so it was a lot of you know again that was just a life changing experience because here you were sort of you know it's it was almost in some sense like the ipl for tennis right um and uh, again learned a lot singapore actually turned out to be the only venue that may, or the only team and and location that made money that year so you know i, I cut some business chops as well learned to you know handle uh, pnls for, for for business as well and then immediately after that i took i took that experience to an organization called stepathlon where um we looked at health and wellness as uh you know especially for corporates uh, and and so and then sort of expanded that uh using all the experience that I've had into fan engagement and and again you know kudos to to my then boss Ravi Krishnan for for sort of you know giving me the freedom and sort of the imagination to be able to do do a lot of the stuff that we did and again great learning experience because we just we were able to take so many things and so many different things that were happening in the world of sport and wellness and sort of plug them into you know what stepathlon what we were building at stepathlon and i'm really proud to say like you know a lot of the stuff that we built today is is helping stepathlon you know like uh, plug in here for the work that they're doing with manchester city for example they're doing a you know a fan engagement program that's i, I believe going global soon right so so there was, so a lot of that was happening and then finally you know i i moved to to media network india where because and and the big sort of pull for me there was saying how do i actually do things that help change lives of of you know not not just lives of of people living in this era but you know for the generations to come right because a lot of the work that social impact does a lot of the work that you know um, that we do at omedia network india and our, and our uh, entrepreneurs do at omedia network india i think is about the long term right about helping create a meaningful life for every indian and, and you know that's not just about today but it's about sort of building for the future as well and i think you put all of that together and you know there is no one thread right but the only sort of thing i think has really been building things from the ground up i mean that's what gives me the greatest joy right and and i think i've i've always enjoyed that and and that's what i would say you know to, to everyone is that 
look not every not every job is going to be like not every day of my of the last 20 years have i gotten over like i want to go to work today it's not necessarily been like that but i think you know you should be able to sort of look back and say yes these you know like always have the larger perspective on things right not every day of your of your work is going to make you happy but if you can look back at a 3 month period at a 6 month period at a year long period or or longer right and say okay i've i've done something good there right or here's something that i can be proud of i think that i think that's that's what that's enough like there's this there's this phrase uh, and 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 sorry sorry if this if this is swearing but that says do epic shit right i just think that's wrong at so many levels right because we're all doing epic stuff i mean right now in the age of covid just surviving is epic enough you know what i mean and and i feel like like we should really just focus on doing good things every day and then cumulatively we will have done something great absolutely fantastic what a checkered career and two things that stand out to me right there are that primarily first of all you are a builder and a creator that thrives on building things from scratch grounds up and secondly to your own realization you know for a fact that keeping the customer at the center of it all and treating them as pure humans is the way forward so fantastic thank you so much for sharing that i think the next logical thing that sort of comes into my head is i've been hearing sort of so many great things about your career was there ever a time wherein you have thought oh my god what is this career decision that i have taken So, have you made any really bad career decision in your life? And if yes, what was that? To the extent possible, you would want to share. Sure, it's yeah. up to you. Yeah, over to you. Thank you. And, and it almost sounds like an interview question, but but uh, but but I think a job interview that is. But but I think the I I look I I think mistakes happen for two reasons, right? Mistakes happen because you're either unsuited for something or mistakes happen because you are unable to gel right and and i'm not going to name organizations but I, you know like we're on linkedin so you know anyone can sort of look at my profile and, and and get a sense of you know things but i think a large part of i i think it's important to really be able to be comfortable in your workplace right and i think um and and that works both ways right i i think we we put especially as as you know as middle class indians we put a lot of emphasis on i might be i i must be the one making the mistake right or i i like it like it's on me right but i think organizations and 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 to credit and to to the to the credit of the larger sort of corporate corporate world i think organizations are increasingly realizing the importance of culture and you know we've spoken a lot about culture i'm sure especially in this era of remote working and i think that's really you know so so now it's working both ways and i think that you know with the, with this new sort of focus i i think that's changing so 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 in terms of purely in terms of mistakes i think you know one is sometimes not having tried enough and then the other is sort of having tried too much right um and and i think i'm i'm trying to be vague about it so I'm, you know i'm not getting into specifics but i think the 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 reason behind that is is because you don't like you don't necessarily feel a part or you feel overtly responsible right and i think the biggest like for me the mistake has really been or, or the learnings from those mistakes really have been that you know you 
like nothing's more important than than your health and your family right because you'll get another job but you'll don't you, you don't have another shot at your at a family and you certainly don't have another shot at it right and the other and the other big learning for me has 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 been that you know there's like you like from from a i mean and and i mean this generally right i'm not i don't mean this specifically at an organizational level you're always replaceable but i think at a, at a personal level if you do not do because you're responsible for yourself if you do not do what is required to satisfy your own passions or you know like like things that actually give you joy outside of work because there must be things that give you joy outside of work and i think no one else is going to take that responsibility so you have to take it upon yourself and sometimes even prioritize and for a large part of my career i wasn't i you know i didn't do that enough because i got a lot of joy from my work but i think the more i sort of you know do that outside of work and again credit to the organizations that have allowed me to do it right um, you know whether it's cricket or whether it's other hobbies I, i feel like just the opportunity to be able to do that and and get that understanding from my you know from my managers from my bosses saying yeah of course you should be able to do that right like on the weekend spending time with my kids is natural you should be able to do that right so so i think there's there's um so i think that's kind of been the learning without going too much into the you know the the, the sort of mistakes and or or those kind of things absolutely fantastic and i'm sure there'll be gleanings learnings or two from those shared experiences of yours rohan tell me something how do you organize yourself and how do you make decisions so firstly that assumes i'm organized i, I don't know if that's the thing. but but uh, how am i organized i i i mean i'm like i i'm not i would i'd like to say i'm not i'm not an obsessive planner but i'm i keep it quite simple right like just literally and 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 this is again you know something to hark back to to my uh, to vikas again shout out to vikas sexena uh, what what he what he taught me to do was you know just prioritize things into what's important and urgent what's important uh, but not urgent what's not urgent but important what's not important but urgent and what's not important and not urgent right and then don't do d don't do you know do this and then make sure that what's Im- urgent but what's important but urgent doesn't become important and urgent right and like literally i i i have that kind of a matrix on 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 pretty much a daily or a weekly basis and and the other thing is i i think it's important to keep things simple and break them to their most simplest tasks right because if we try and sort of keep them large um and and try and keep the goals uh you know these those hairy audacious goals and sometimes they get very very overwhelming it's obviously you know each 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 of those goals needs to be broken down into its constituents and i think doing that gives me a lot of um it takes a lot of the pressure off um and and when it comes to taking decisions it's literally about this right like saying that what's most important right now what's most important for my like whether it's if it's a if it's a you know professional discussion or a decision obviously what's most important for the organization right because that's paramount that's that's number one um and then it goes down to okay you know um and then 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 you sort of go down the, the chain right saying that okay is this is this what you know what the people I'm, i i work most closely with would would is this what they would want or you know who is this going to impact and you know what is the negative what is the positive then you go into sort of the pros and cons of it as well but i think at the top end i think it's making sure that the organization you know is always put first and similarly at a personal level you know it's always making sure that my family is put first right saying that if i go and like if if i decide to do x y or z how is this going to impact my family or how is this going to impact me right how is it going to impact my mental health and and my personal well being so i think 
just having very simple few like you know without sort of for lack of a better word having very simple parameters that you will test each decision against i think that's that's always been my way i don't i don't have a, a mantra or i don't have a, a framework that, uh, that that i necessarily have to fair enough i think keeping it simple is also one of the major things that most yeah. of us have lost in life these days because everything is so complex and we tend to overthink and overanalyze so much that we actually miss out on the most simple and basic things in everyday life so you absolutely have a very valid point right there thank you rohan for sharing that now as the director of marketing and communications at omedyar network india what are a few aspects of your job that you absolutely love and you are in awe of please share that with the audience over to you thank you so we describe priti as our work our work as uh, investing in bold entrepreneurs who help create a meaningful life for every indian right now what that means is um, entrepreneurs who are building things uh, that pretty much you know is going to impact every single what we say like every single indian right and and what what we mean by meaningful life is uh, a, a life of uh, you know these what these entrepreneurs are building that that helps enable a meaningful life is um and a life of opportunity and uh, a, a life uh, that enables employment and you know and opportunity of employment and productivity uh, a life that uh, you know gives you access to aspirational services a life that helps you build strong and responsive institutions and a life that protects individual agency right and and imagine so so actually like if you really think about it like that's that's a really wide uh, you know a very wide mandate right and just being able to work with these guys and see the work that they are doing our entrepreneurs and sort of the ideas that they have and because we do both for profit as well as non profit investments and you know our our entire organization we 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 work at this point we have we have over 100 active investments right um and just that breadth of work just is it is incredibly inspirational right and we invest in we invest uh, like i was saying in in, in bold entrepreneurs who help create a meaningful life for every indian but those entrepreneurs could be from any any walk of life they could be from you know from the private uh private entrepreneurs they could be from uh you know from the ecosystem with collaborators they could be uh policy makers and and those who are sort of working with uh you know with government um and you know they or they could be entrepreneurs even working within government right so uh, uh so so i think the the large sort of um thrust of of the organization to help change the change the lives of what we call the next half billion the 500 odd million people coming online via their mobile phones for the first time you would have heard uh you know our, our md rupa kudwa who we also interviewed priti talk about it as well and um you know the the whole that whole mission right that whole purpose i think that that whole journey that we are on i think is just in like for me that's actually like a large part of why we get excited and then, you know we were talking a little bit earlier not every day of my job is exciting but when you look back and say right this is why we are all here right this is our common cause of this this team that we have at one india um and that's really why you know what what you're working towards and when you sort of start to put that lens on i think that's really exciting and then and then you know like i've come in we've built the marketing function we built the communications function we're doing some you know fun things in 
in content, we're doing some fun things like, you know, on, on social media, we're always trying to sort of experiment with new things and having that wider plank, I think, you know, just makes you thankful for, and then you combine that with, with the larger mission and then, then, you know, makes you really, really thankful for, for the things that I've been able to do and hopefully will be able to do in the future as well. Absolutely fantastic. I know the investment thesis is uh, something totally spectacular and empowering and enabling the next half billion. I think that's a true mission that anybody could identify with. So thank you for sharing that. And as a career corporateur, C-suite leadership, now I'm going to ask you two very um, sort of pointed questions. And those are, by your own measure, what do you think your strengths are? And what do you think your own weaknesses are, Rohan? Over to you. Thank you. Wow. Um, okay, this is like this is getting more and more like a job interview. But uh, my 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 strengths, I think, are my ability to adapt. Um, I uh, I also find uh, I'm I'm fairly able to find common ground with most people, uh, right? And um, I, I love building stuff. So I think, you know, whether I do it well or not, I think the joy of, of building it, building something and getting your hands dirty is, I, I, I enjoy that immensely. Um, so that's enough about sort of my, my sense. But, but in, in my weaknesses, I think, you know, I, I, I can get easily distracted or bored uh, often. I also find that um, sometimes more often than I'd like, I'm un just unable to get into details, right? So which means that I, I have to then work with teammates who are able to sort of look at those details. And, um, and, and I also struggle sometimes to work with people who, who don't sort of imagine things the way I do. Right? Um, and, and, and that takes a lot of, I mean, I find that it takes me a lot of effort to sort of, you know, have, have them and I'm not saying my imagination is incredibly good or incredibly bad. It's just different. Right? We're, we're just on different wavelengths, I think. Um, and and I think the 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 other thing is is also the you know the, the one whether it's a weakness. I mean, it, it is in some senses. Also, I think um, you know I, I I tend to be quite forthright. I tend to be very straightforward. Right? I, I don't hold back when it comes to things. But at the same time, the, the flip side to that is I'm always willing to be constructive in my in my sort of criticism. So I, I, I mean, we could go on and, you know, I, 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 um, no, I think I'll take that for now. And thank you so much. Yeah. I know it might sound like an interview question, but the whole idea is to draw the genuine and authentic Rohan from behind this this persona, this uh, this uh, big director marketing, Omidyar network, and all, all the rest of it, you know. So um, for the audience to sort of understand that at one level, all of us are humans. So, yep. you know, we sort yep. of go peaks and valleys and all the rest of it. So that is all part and parcel of the game. So thank you very much for sharing those extremely personal details. Now that we have put all of this aside, here is the next fun part of this conversation, okay? What I'm going to do, Rohan, is ask you some quick rapid-fire questions. Please do not overthink. Anything yep. that comes into your mind first, just say that out. Nothing right, nothing wrong. It's all in the fun and games because we've been sort of so serious about it. Let's bring the human and the fun ele element back into this conversation, OK? Sure. Are you ready? Yep. Right. Rohan, texting or talking? Talking. Favorite holiday? 
Go on. Nickname your parents used to call you. Nothing. <laughs> no nickname. Go on. Invisibility or super strength? Super strength. Dawn or dusk? Dawn. Favorite junk food? Uh, burger. Say a word in Spanish. Hola. Last but not the least, your favorite number. Sixteen. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing those and being a sport. Not many people are in some of my conversations, but it's <laughs> always good to have a little bit of fun and touch the person really behind the profile and the persona and all the rest of it that we carry. So as we are nearing the end of this conversation, sure. Rohan, here is something really important I would please request you to do. I think it's only apt that I ask you to please leave the audience with certain tips and tricks, do's and don'ts in terms of their career progression from your own experience of planning it, managing it, pivoting through it and everything else in between that you would like to share and leave the audience with. Over to you. Thank you. That's a lot of pressure again, Preeti. But, but I, think the, I think the number one learning that I have across my journey is always think of think of the bigger picture think of the whole don't judge yourself on the basis of smaller segments right like six months does not make your career six years even does not make your career right so you always have there's always something um thing. the other the other is i've learned at least and, and again this doesn't have to apply but but also let's you know try not to be too greedy right uh, because there might be there's always a faster car there's always a bigger house there's always a better job right and that's in, in that same vein but but I think it's important to ensure that you do not, uh, you know, not every next shiny object is, is necessarily uh, the best. Um, so, so hold on, so value what you have, uh, but also make sure that you're valued, right? Because I think that's the other thing. Uh, the third thing is, is your life is a lot more than your job, is a lot more than your social media, is a lot more than, so, so, so you're the sum of your parts. And, and I think, you know, my point about being valued, I think work for organizations that actually value the whole. Right, not just not just the, the, the professional Rohan or or the fun Rohan, but but all of that all, all of that combined. Right. Uh, the the other the other big sort of thing for me is is know that stuff will go wrong. Right. Never assume the best. Right. So whether it's financial savings or whether it's sort of having some sort of backup, having you know just just sort of having those backup plans without really. You know, without really stressing on them too much, just have them in, as a background process. I think that that's something that I realized very late on in my career. But now, since I have done that, I think it's it's taken a lot of pressure off and sort of allowed a lot more independent thinking. Right. Uh, and 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 one one very important uh, sort of uh, thing for me is has has also been that uh, you know it's okay if bad things happen. It's not your fault. Right. And and sort of stop personalizing things. And again, one of the things that I've learned through my life. Stop personalizing things, right? Uh, because it doesn't necessarily mean. But at the same time, always take responsibility for what you do. Because I think that's made me so much better, right? Uh, the buck must stop with you at, at, at some level. And of course, there are decisions that are out of your hands and the buck doesn't stop with you. But for decisions that do stop, you know, that, that are in your hand, the buck must stop with you. If you pass responsibility, um, you know, it's not going to make you better. It's only going to make you worse, right? And, and also, I think, you know, just ensure that 
you're honest to yourself, right? Introspect constantly. Ask yourself questions. Am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, is this the... because that that to that to me more than anything will provide a lot of the answers about whether you're in the right job, whether you're in the right even work stream, you know, whether you're in the right profile. All of those things I think come from within, right? Nobody else can nobody else can sort of tell you or nobody else can do. And, and and one last thing is is if possible right like i've been lucky like i said i've had a family of mentors but but if possible like you know anchor in in, in someone who will who will be there as a sounding board right like so i i have i have my wife i have an uncle i have a couple of I have a couple of uncles actually i can talk to and you know and, and i have an amazing bunch of friends who i can go to whenever i have questions and, and conversations and so so having those things i think are, are very very important and, and lastly i think just never hold like never hold anything back if you're getting into something jump in with both feet because people will judge you no matter what but you might as well be judged on 100% effort absolutely fantastic and brilliant share again nothing can beat one's own lived and observed experiences so i am absolutely delighted that you chose to share your own uh, trials and tribulations and also the strengths along with your weaknesses so time enough for uh, this so far dear audience this is career spotlight i had my friend and guest rohan vyabharkar who's the director of marketing and communications at omidyar network india for this first and inaugural career spotlight series with rohan's permission this is your host and facilitator preeti choudhary saying jai hind thank you until the next time Stay safe and stay well. Thank you, Rohan. Once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Likewise, appreciate the time investment and coming and talking to me. So please take care and stay safe too. Thank you. Jai Hind, Bharat.